You're listening to a podcast from the Media Motel. Coming up this week in episode 491, Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, Living the Dream with Slash and Alice Cooper. Become a thought leader at Rolling Stone magazine. Hold on, have you got $2,000? And Mary McCartney at Abbey Road. That's all coming up after Aztec Camera and Walk Out to Winter. Walk out to winter. Swear I'll be there. Chill will wake you high and dry. You wonder why. brings a renewed level of astonishment to consider how young Roddy Frame was when he broke through. 17 when he yeah. wrote this 
18 when the album was recorded from their debut album in 1983, Aztec Camera and Walk Out to Winter. That's glorious. You're you're on very good picking <laughs> songs for this podcast form at the moment, if I might say. He it's um the day we record this, it was his birthday, Roddy Fulham's birthday yesterday. He was fifty seven on the twenty ninth of January. That's uh, that's uh, like you say, a, rem- a remarkable talent considering how young he was when he started out. I love Aztec Camera. I think they're they're such an underrated band. Mm-hmm. They never get the kind of the um front of the retro magazines kind of you know sort of big write up treatment. And I don't know why they deserve more plaudits than they get. I think. Absolutely agree. Hello and welcome to the latest from the Parish Council. It's episode 491. I'm Terence Stackham and I know I know many people were expecting her to get their job as manager at Chelsea, but they've chosen <laughs> constitutional. We've just got to accept it. Here's Juliet Harris. Well, personally, I think they should have chosen Emma Hayes, and I will say that until my dying day, I think. Well, her turn will come around, you know, it's every, I hope every so. few months. I hope so, but um, yeah, it's been a safe... Well, well both you and it. I will get an opportunity. Yeah. This is like a, when, for my generation, the modern-day equivalent of national service was being in the Sugar Babes. Yes. I think that uh, that managing Chelsea will turn out not to be dissimilar for most of the country, I think. Um I suppose at least you haven't had the kind of, you know, the usual revolving door of losers that pop up. Like, uh, at least you haven't had Big Sam. I hope you never get to the point where you need Big Sam, frankly, because that's usually a harbouring of doom. That would be a very strange fit at Stamford Bridge, I have to say. Frankly, hello, everyone. Jules, um, no Hmm. doubt it's been the dream of your life since the cradle to appear on stage in a band with Roger Daltrey, Alice Cooper (laughs) and Slash from The Guns and the Roses. And I'm pleased to let you know how you and all of our listeners can follow Mm. such a dream. All you have to do is sign up for the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Now, this is four days in a hotel, maybe Las Vegas, maybe L.A., playing, jamming and recording. And also, Jules, plenty of scope for selfies and autographs. No Paul McCartney rules in place here. Mm. So I wonder if I can tempt you and the listeners into the arms of Nils Lofgren, John Oates out of Hall & Oates and Jason Bonham, at the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Well, I love the fact that there's even a trailer for this. Not that someone's thrown a great big load of money in the hope of uh, in the hope of taking other people's money, but um, this is hilarious. I mean, it's it's really kind. The fact there is a film is really entertaining. And like all things in life, um, The Simpsons has got their first to this. I'm, oh, really? uh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. So there was a, there is a, an episode of The Simpsons. So rock and roll fancy camps, a sort of rock camps, have been in place for some years, I think. Um, they're particularly used um, amongst the uh, more alternative parts of the American scene, scene. I've heard them used for teenage girls, so people like um, sort of the riot girl communities, so people like Salita Kinney and stuff like that are sort of tutors on them, and, and it's a way of getting young women into music. The This kind of level is more sort of wish fulfillment for very moneyed middle-class people, <laughs> usually men, I'm afraid yeah. to say, and that is kind of borne out. There's a brilliant episode of The Simpsons from season 14 which is called How I Spent My Strummer Vacation. And it's uh, it's an episode where Homer goes to Rock and Roll Fantasy Club. And uh, the lineup for this, not entirely dissimilar to this kind of, which is why, again, it's it's such a good spoof. He plays with Elvis, uh, and they all do the voices, I think. 
Elvis Costello, Mick Jagger, Lenny Kravitz, Tom Petty, Keith Richards, well, Tom Petty, God bless his soul, mm. uh, Keith Richards, and Brian Setzer of the Brian Setzer Orchestra, who clearly they'd spent, bless him, they'd spent a lot of the budget by that point. So they needed, yeah. you know, a slightly next tier down, which is very entertaining. I would recommend that no end. As to this, well, I, I could see the, I can see the allure of it, but. I don't know. Maybe the indie snob in me is coming out at this point. But for me, you know, I don't I'm in a band, you know, I, I, and actually it's never been easier to form your own band. Mm. I don't think. And it's never been easier to make music at home. Um, you know, previously expensive equipment is more accessible than it was thanks to the Internet. Um, I don't know. This is I think this is aimed at. By non-musicians, I mean, I mean, hobbyist musicians rather than people that, you know, maybe it's a good thing. And if you lack the confidence to form your own band, then then, you know, there's been one that's been formed for you. But it's a little for me. It's I don't know. I just find it a little bit. I sound such a snob. But for me, it's, it's a little bit kind of, you know. I, I I don't need it feels a bit pretend to me. Do you know what I mean? And no, and, I and but then having said that, if you had the money and you wanted to meet your heroes, I get that it's really cool for some people. I think it's um there's a lovely picture of um of Alice Cooper but sort of very seriously pretending to throttle someone, a member of the public who looks delighted to be being throttled <laughs> by Alice Cooper at the end of a end of a session. Um there's uh, there's a Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones. Um that hair is definitely dyed and he's wearing those those unfortunate purple glasses that they wear as well. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, he's instructing people at Abbey Road Studios. Um there's a there's a there's a brilliant lineup of um of uh, Brett Michaels um of of Poison A Camper and uh, and uh, a, a camper and uh, sorry A Camper that was a band no it's a member of the camp and uh, Michael Anthony of Van Halen all together so so mm. these things are um. I mean, some of these pictures are quite old. You've got Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys conducting people 14 years ago. I'm not convinced that would happen now. But um, but no, I I think you know you could say that they're that you know they are uh, that they are exploiting people. You could say that they are only available for people with lots of money. Both of those things are true. Having said that, these pictures on the site, these people are delighted to be there and they are having a lovely time. So and and you know the people on the course, the, the tutors. I mean. I wouldn't necessarily want to be in a band with Roger Daltrey. You are right to be uh, to be slightly humorous in your introduction, but um, but it's um, I, I just you know I I just think well you know I'm at that stage in my life where a lot of these things I think well why not these people have paid money to be there and and you know and and, and these people that are tutoring on the course yeah they get paid for it they don't have to be there I suspect Joe Walsh at the Eagles probably has better things to do but if they turn up and are nice to people who are thrilled to meet them. I'm struggling to see a problem in that sense. Mm. The costings are very interesting and sure Mm. to be within the budget of you and uh, all of our listeners. Yes, I'm Um, aware this is the big fall down. I haven't stressed that caveat throughout. Yes, six grand for the basic package of the hotel and to mix with the stars. But, uh, oh, Jules, those those add-ons. If you want to record your masterworks and get a copy and if you want to play with the stars at a gig at the end of the four days, they're all add-on fees. Um, Mm. Um, there is a there's a worryingly titled add-on the groupie mm. package for seven hundred ninety nine dollars. I don't I think don't I'd want, want that. I, yes, no. I'm not sure I want to know, frankly. Uh, photographs five hundred dollars, an autographed guitar eight hundred dollars. So essentially, you're looking mm. at 
ten to fifteen thousand dollars for your four days of rock and roll fantasy camp. Oh yes, um, quite. And of course, as you um, uh, went with there, you, you you know you better be warned that you may not end up with Roger Daughtry. You could be placed yes. in a group with some bloke who plays play, you know played drums with I don't know Joan Jett and the Blackhearts mm. in 1983. So fifteen grand. To jam with a drummer who played on a single 40 years ago, you know, good, good well, luck to one or all. Well, absolutely. You know, ha- having said that, what I would say, I mean, yes, it's it's very expensive, but so are luxury holidays, in fairness. I mean, some of them are extremely expensive. And ultimately, if people want to spend their money on that, I mean, the add-ons thing is cynical. I agree with yeah. you. I, you know, this is, this is a business enterprise and a particularly cynical one at that. But people, I suppose if the add-ons are all listed on the site, I guess people are going into this with their eyes open, even if it is a bit cynical. Coming right up. Grifting at Rolling Stone magazine, more mm. people trying to extract dollars and pounds from you. That's right after this splendid track from Prince Fatty and Horseman. <laughs> And maybe going like a general electric dam The lights I'm blinking, I'm thinking It's all over when the boat they drink it Oh, making my mind slow That's why I don't trouble with the big four Oh, bro, I got to maintain her Cause I better like pay you going insane Insane in the membrane Travis snatch my crops, these pigs want to blow my house down And I hit on the ground to the next town oh, They get mad when they come to pay my bank I'm out in the night to stand oh, And when they all jump violate chemo They can't hide from the red light They know you believe in the unseen look But don't make your eyes this train oh, Cause this predator is going insane oh, And the ears want not to let my game run Thank you. 
Well, I, I, I hosted an online birthday party. Who knew? We live in this strange world. I, my, my dear friend Chris uh, turned 50 earlier this week, and ordinarily we would have had a party, and his partner got in touch with Lorna to say, you know, they were trying to work out how to have a party without everyone, anyone being able to meet up. And like many people, they found themselves fatigued by Zoom. I can completely understand that, having had meetings all day on it myself. So they asked nicely if I might be considering doing a radio show for him, and, and lots of people sent dedications and it was very fun we did a i did a sort of a scar section based on some people's suggestions and i I, you know chris used to be a big listener my radio my radio show indie wonderland as was and i thought he might like to hear this because i wasn't sure he'd be familiar and let's face it as i said at the end that was the prince fatty covering cypress hill song that you never knew that you needed in your life until that point i think that's a very i love the cheery kind of uh the cheery kind of uplift on cypress hills kind of slightly sneering original I, i i think that's great it, it's a lot of fun and it, it was a bit sad because it did make me think that I'd like to be dancing in the pub to that but hopefully one day we'll be able to do that again that was Prince Fatty not to be confused with King Tubby and uh, <laughs> an insane in the brain by, by originally by Cypress Hill it's an intriguing combination it's a superb choice really loved that um now, Jules, as everyone knows, you're a you're a culture you're a cultural icon, um, <laughs> very much an innovator. I live for these introductions, by the way. This and, is the ego uh, trip for me every uh, week. Thank you. This is the ego room. <laughs> above all, you're an influencer. Uh, mm. Zoella and Alfie Days, they walk in your shadow. So <laughs> Yes, with their thirty pound candles or whatever it was. Yes. How would you like to write for the historic Rolling Stone magazine? It's all terribly exciting. Uh, they're looking for people like yourself where you can, and I quote Position yourself as a thought leader and share your expertise. They, well, that they is you... me. I mean, I would love Finally, that is my calling, yeah. They want you to collaborate, cross-pollinate ideas and even hatch new projects. Now, they say you can write about music, entertainment, mm. food, beverage and... Oddly, cannabis, a bit of the old 1960s oh, oh, Rolling that, Stone. You know, that sounds ideal. There. You know, that, that, that every base covered there. Well, there you are, Jules. It's all open to you. I mean, there can't be a catch, can there? Well, unfortunately, the, the way you set these up, man, it's uh, it's glorious. Uh, the smell of the grease paint. Um, unfortunately, there uh, there is a catch with oh. this, and it's a rather um, infuriating catch that is more exploitative, at least with the band camp people. Kind of, you know, you, I I feel that is a, a, a swap of money for service. You are buying a service with this. You are paying to work because uh, Rolling Stone offering thought leaders the, the chance to. Uh, the, you have the chance to join an invitation only community for innovators influencers and tastemakers for those of us that are all three that is the dream isn't it really all i have to do um is pass the vetting process well that's pretty easy um i need to pay and then i need to pay them Uh, i'm sorry what i thought you'd be paying me for my uh, no i'd be paying them five hundred dollars up front and then one thousand five hundred dollars a year for this opportunity so i am uh, i am it allows me, me to position myself as a thought leader and share my expertise um being and it says um under the headline get published which sounds a bit like i'm saying that in a michael kane voice like get carter um <laughs> tells would be members being published in one of the best known entertainment media outlets in the world we don't have magazines anymore we have entertainment media outlets um sets you apart as a visionary leader and bold voice in your industry um, and then this is when it gets even worse. Um, 
a, a spokesman for Pence Media Corporation. I was going to say that bloke gets everywhere, but no, it's Pence that he is, isn't it? <laughs> um, which owns the magazine, said that Rolling Stone does not allow paid content to run as editorial in any context, and all such content was clearly labelled. Publication is not guaranteed. Hang on, what? So you're having two See, grand out? Two there. grand, you and you may not you got guarantee my yeah. my stuff. And prospective first person pieces are vetted by Rolling Stone's partner, the community company. The pieces appear under a banner describing the Culture Council as an invitation-only network of industry professionals who share their insights with an audience. A further pop-up, gotta love a pop-up, discloses that membership is fee-based. Um, I have to say, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cross about this. We're trying to be more positive around these parts, but I do think this is exploitative, more so than the bank camp stuff, I think. This is... And it also goes to show just how how the craft of writing for money is being shredded, really. How how we seem, to, as we've all been indoors for so long, we want to consume content more than ever, yet we want to pay for it less than ever, it would seem. And, you know, I, I feel that this is, this is, you know, this is aiming at people who, perhaps younger people who desperately want to start in the industry. Um, and I find it very... I find it very, I find this very cynical actually, and I find this very frustrating. Um, but then, having said that, as the mu- as the music and indeed the general press and magazines begin to curl up around the edges, um, it's not. I can understand why people might feel themselves in a bind because there are increasingly less publications at which you can cut your teeth to then get into the Rolling Stone in your own right. Although I will tell you about some publications that perhaps we could aim to get published in in a bit but um yeah my view is is that it's um i you know i i, I could see why people why young journal music journalists would feel it would be a good opportunity but i do think it is cynical to take their money and run their content regardless of whether you put a banner on the top it doesn't really cut it for me i absolutely loathe this type of internet grifting whoever does it in this case it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to imagine the old style of jan wenner's rolling stone doing this yes, but as you agree. say some corporate publisher that, that bought a controlling stake in 2019 yes. this is probably at the root of this grift uh, grifting so, yeah. uh, that and of course print sales and advertising re- revenue have gone down through the basement and still heading downwards the internet, the internet's already full to bursting with people running scams on, you know, dating sites. We hear about mm. that. The help I'm trapped overseas. Can you lend me some money, con merchants? You know, evangelists oh, yes. trying to get dollars from you so you can be saved from the fires of hell. All these Ponzi schemes and the rest. I think this Rolling Stones scheme is despicable. No one should ever have to pay to get their writing published. And, of course, the thing is, it isn't even in the magazine. It's just in some special section on their website. Special oh, absolutely. Inverted commas. I mean, there's just one other aspect of this that is, is mm. troubling, and that is the increasingly blurred status, you mentioned it, across many publications of... Um, of so-called branded content. And this this Rolling Stone thing falls mm. into the category of paid content. So there will be nothing to stop, um, uh, say, a, say, a record company paying that two grand to extol the virtues of some new artist single or, or, mm. or even a serial company promoting their new brand. Yes, absolutely. And it's becoming necessary for us, the consumer, to try and figure out if we're reading independent journalism or a paid for promotion and I, I hate it 
boo to Rolling Stone and all who sail, sail on her. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. However, I've been doing a bit of research because I thought, are there some magazines yeah. that you and I might consider paying to be, or, or at least putting our work out to them for publication? Right. So I'll offer you some options and see how you feel. So I can offer you Miniature Donkey Talk magazine, although unfortunately we are not free. We're not clear on whether it is a magazine that talks about miniature donkeys or a magazine about miniature donkeys that themselves talk um there it is the talk of the donkey world according to its strap line so i can offer you that um i think you might be interested in pro magazine it's called pro pro magazine i feel that befits your professional status Uh, uh, would you like to know what pro stands for yeah yeah pro yeah Portable restroom operator magazine. So oh, I, I feel that you oh, know you could you okay. could yeah. And there are lots of pictures of people with portaloos on the front. So so that's an option. Right. Um, I know that we're both you know I don't know about you but my my um, my diet is quite potato based. As oh yes, I love my potatoes. Okay, yeah. so so it turns out there is not one voice of the potato world. There are two. So we can write for rival publications about <laughs> potatoes. So I thought that you were that you were um you you could perhaps go and work at spudman because i feel that befits your kind of gentleman image it it calls itself the most trusted voice in the potato industry um i however will go and i I feel because i'm slightly more literary bent i will go and work for potato review magazine i feel that you know we could it's the it's the nme and the uh it's the enemy in the melody maker all over again isn't it about potatoes um i there's a there's a magazine that i very much enjoy that's called emu today and tomorrow why not why just have emus on one day when you can have them on more than one day and um, but i think my absolute favorite which i think you will enjoy well there's two actually mm. uh, given that i have been known to swill beer on this podcast before i quite like to write for modern drunkards magazine i think <laughs> i think that i would have a lot to say for them i think um there's a, one of the things on on the, on the the sort of taglines on the cover are um the headline is i busted out of rehab and then, you know, you could, I'm sure we could write articles like how to drink like a caveman, um, mm. attack of the hooch haters, drinking along the Nile, shot for shot with Ernest Hemingway and never lose a bar argument again. But the Pius de Resistance, which I'm sure you and I, being very modern people that are mm, up and down technique, yes, we would like to write, I'm sure, for OMFG magazine. Uh, that that is very youthy. Would you like to know what OMFG stands for? I, I'm I'm hesitant because you know I, I'm <laughs> you know, worried about what's podcast. coming next. But yeah, it's okay. It's yeah. official meeting facilities guide. So uh, so post Corona, you and I, I thought we could go and write for OMFG magazine, which uh, which you know would sound very hip, but we would really know the service we were doing. So if you fancy any of those, there are there are plenty of titles out there you can pitch to if you're willing to be, shall we say, somewhat unfussy. Well, I've made my choice. I mean, I'm, I was swayed by the donkeys because I sponsor a donkey, a donkey sanctuary oh, in Surrey. Oh, brilliant. Yes, yeah. well, that sounds, that sounds up so, your you know, it, it is a particular interest of mine. But, I, you know, the, the thought of being able to write about debating whether mashed potatoes or French fries <laughs> are the best, Spudman has got to be. I, the, I love the idea of us, us being on opposite gangs. Yeah. But it is, and to all readers, you know, to all readers and listeners, you know, uh, hopefully one day we'll be reunited on 
Lighthouse Digest magazine. That is <laughs> that is the dream, isn't it, really? It's, it's there, and I know there are shades of Have I Got News For You's guest publication here, but what makes these even better is that most of these are not in-house magazines. They're actually publications you can buy. There used to be several titles that were Tractor-based. I don't know if Tractor World still exists. I had a free mug from them once, so I really, I really hope that it does still exist somewhere. <laughs> Any of them a better option than spending two grand yes, trying to exactly. write Rolling Stone. Yes, let's all go and work on Spubman is basically the, yeah. uh, the, the outcome of that, isn't it? Coming right up, the inside story of Abbey Road, and it huh? features a McCartney. Um, that's after this excellent track from The Jam. was marooned in the number two spot in the UK top 40 by first 
Mm. Um, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. And oh, then, that, that's just a steamroller of a record, isn't it? It flattens everything in its path. And, and, well, and then Musical Youth's Past the Duchy. Oh, man, um, that, is, that is bad luck on both counts, isn't it? No really? justice in the world, really. <laughs> no. uh, well, what a great single from September 1982, the jam and the bitterest pill I ever had to swallow. And again, your purple patch of picking tunes continues. And try saying that after after engaging in modern drunkard magazine. Yes. When, when we go out for our short health the moment of exercise we yes, your, often... go- your government mandated constitution yes exactly yes. yeah with uh with boris johnson sort of at our shoulder <laughs> saying no you've gone too far um yes it, it, cycling at your shoulder yes so indeed far, we, we yes. often walk past when we're out of our daily walk we often walk past paul weller's black barn studios which is just up mm. the road and uh, sadly very quiet of course as it would mm. be under lockdown there's all just a a young person i think it's one of his children sitting uh at the sort of reception desk with, with a cheery smile and a wave if one mm. walks past um but uh Yes, I, I, the, the bitterest pill. I recommend looking up the lyrics. Of that genuinely sort of wonderful prose mm. from 1982. Now, there's a road in St John's Wood called the B507 mm. that causes me ev- trouble every time I drive down mm. it, and that's because it's more widely known as Abbey Road. And mm. just at the south end is that famous zebra crossing where the yeah. you know, the unwary driver is likely to face groups of people striding across it usually yes. with people holding smartphones also in the middle of the road taking photos of their endeavors but but really i don't blame them the famous abbey mm. road studios home to the beatles throughout the 60s they're at number three abbey road these studios both the zebra crossing and the studios are listed at uh, british heritage and the building uh, abbey road is grade mm. two listed now so can't be sold off to developers which was a, a danger a few years ago the studios at abbey road they were established in 1931 and coincide with the 90th anniversary this year a film if these walls could sing is mm. being produced and a McCartney is involved Jules just perhaps not the one we might have expected <laughs> indeed although she may well result in it being more sanctioned so Mary McCartney um is, is one of the McCartney offspring is involved in doing this and it's interesting isn't it because there, there are pros and cons to that and the cons are I think um you know surely you know what was the recruiting process for that so that the McCartney child happened to be picked you know there is a sort of a you know you do feel well you know perhaps they could have given a young filmmaker an opportunity to do this but rather than someone that's already in the gang having said that so you do so that would worry me that you would end up with a sanitized version that wasn't very interesting having said that the plus side is she may well this might be a Claire Balding doing the horse racing scenario Mm. in that because she knows every Everybody involved, she may well get more interesting kind of contributions than someone that isn't sort of on the inside otherwise would. I think this this might suffer from. I mean, it, it looks interesting, and and you as you and I have, have discussed recently, let it be as a film was already made. Yet it's quite possible that, that Peter Jackson's upcoming film is going to be more interesting because he's said himself that they're trying to show a different story rather than the kind of the depressed people in the control room of the original Let It Be film. Uh, this film is this new film is is hoping I think to show they said hours and hours and hours of 900 hours or something of unused footage from the original film that paints a very different story because all all output is edited to some extent, isn't it? 
it really so it'd be interesting to see if there is new footage to be found and if there isn't whether or not she can prize out of the talking heads that will inevitably pop up in the film some some more telling contributions than the usual kind of things firstly i was i was fascinated i knew that the beatles and abbey road were very intimately connected i did not realize that they recorded 190 of their 210 released songs at the Mm. studios i mean that is enormous isn't it and she's also made the point which i think is is quite sweet and quite interesting that she said some of my earliest memories as a young child come from time spent at abbey road so maybe the fact that it's so intimately because she's so intimately connected with it might make for a good film i don't know i mean if they can't they have to try and find they have to do a peter jackson they have to find some footage that we haven't seen before that is interesting that's going to be the big key to it i think um if they can uh, great if they can't then they're gonna have she's gonna have to try and get some you know some some interesting sort of contributions out of her dad's our dad's uh, friends to make up for it i think so um so it's i mean abbey road studio so i've never been i must go at some point because it's such a a fascinating place it's it's you know you're never going to go broke appealing to people about the beatles i think as we as we can both testify but i i hope that it is I, I hope that it is good, if you see what I mean. And I hope that it isn't just some kind of bland, kind of uh, sort of officially sanitised fest because because she's involved. I hope that it that the uh, the flip side of that is that it becomes a bit more interesting as a result. Yeah, I hope uh, too that Mary McCartney and her team. I hope they can find some new footage. Yes. I mean, I I don't mind seeing Burt Bacharach with Scylla and Alfie. No, again absolutely, and, yeah. And some of the well-known footage of the Beatles. But it would be amazing if they can turn up something we haven't seen before. I'm looking yeah. forward to it, but I'm also praying alongside you. I'm I'm kneeling down next to you, praying <laughs> it won't be a Talking Heads thing with Jimmy Carr and some bloke from Boyzone telling us well, how they discover the Beatles in 1998 and so they love all the history of Abbey Road. Or, well, or, I, I suspect that because it's being made as a film rather than a TV thing, it will have a film budget. So the budget might stre- stretch to more interesting people, like maybe Tom Jones or someone like that. You know, so, so um, I mean, they have promised all-star interviews, all-star cast of interviews and intimate access to the premises. So, I mean, the, the Bee Gees film that we saw recently, the talking, and I know it's not the same company, but given that the thinking about things being a film rather than just a TV-made thing, the talking heads in that were like proper stars, weren't they? Sort of Chris Martin from Coldplay and Noel Gallagher mm. from Blur, you know, not, not from Blur, famously from Oasis. <laughs> it was uh, it was really, it was, it, you know, they, they were really quite grand. So hopefully, I completely agree with you, we, you know, the usual kind of uh i don't want to see kate thornton talking about this but you know it's it's it'd be interesting to see whether the budget means they can get more interesting contributors um you know obviously the, the hope is is that george martin might have something interesting to say um yeah we'll, we'll see but no i like you i hope it's not just i hope there is footage i hope it's not just uh a, a, but then the, the bg's film that we saw and enjoyed was a show that you can mix footage mm. and talking heads in a way that works so fingers crossed Yes, no fern cotton walking across the zebra crossing with a Beatles tribute band. Is <laughs> and a trilby, yes. Yes, yes. Come on, Mary McCartney. I'm, I'm, we're putting our trust in you. Yes, absolutely. And we wish you well, by the way. Yeah, I hope, very I much hope so. this makes a great film. Thanks very much for listening this week. Uh, always good to have you there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thanks for being there for us, man, as we continue this rolling juggernaut and see if we can beat our land speed record last year of not having a week off. Yes. <laughs> now, Jules, um, if you're not writing a piece on PJ Harvey for Rolling Stone uh, this week... <laughs> and then yeah. writing them a cheque, yeah. Yes, exactly. You'll have time to appear on the radio. Well, I will. So much shocking, Neil. How we all got time to do everything at the moment. But uh, as as a friend of mine said when I was upset last year, no. Let's face it, nobody can legitimately say they don't have time to take your call. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, I do have time to, to to do a bit of radio, which I enjoy doing. Um, so I'll be doing my smooth sailing show on. Uh, we record this on a Saturday, the thirtieth of January. Uh, it's still January tomorrow, isn't it? Or does January? I never know. What's the song? How many days do we have? Thirty days of September, April. April June and November. So So in which case tomorrow is the 31st. I have to count what day it is with my fingers at the moment. So so the fact that I can't work a calendar is not news. Um, So tomorrow, January the 31st, Sunday, I will be doing uh, two hours of my smooth sailing show, which is Yacht Rock, M.O.R., Classic Pop, Easy Listening, basically sort of Magic FM on a fraction of the budget. Um, (laughs) And that will be on my Mixer channel, which is M.I.X.L.R dot com slash Juliet hyphen Harris or just go onto the Mixer site and search for my name and uh, yeah you can listen live from seven till nine and there's a little thing underneath the graphic that says show reel that you can click if you'd like to catch up on previous shows superb and now speaking of superb a lovely Sandy Denny song to play us out the the album that it comes from the album cover has got Sandy's mum and dad on the front featured outside there uh home in Wimbledon in about 1968 or 69 and it, it looks quite sweet uh but lovely lovely Sandy Denny song yeah, absolutely. I I adore this. It's um it's really I mean so Hastings where I I live um has quite a strong connection with folk rock. Um it's there are various people live here. Some of Steel I Span live or have lived here. Um John John Martin lived here famously with his wife. Um and there are some local people that remember um remember the day that um nick drake came to visit them and they played guitar on the wall outside the property and there are people that actually saw that who i believe genuinely saw that um so hastings had a, a fond tradition so we're all quite fond of those of us that are from hastings that fell into that scene when we were younger are very fond of it and uh, this was a request at the at the aforementioned birthday party that i did and i think this is a song that manages to be um manages to be profound and manages to be wistful yet still quite hopeful in a way i think that this is this just sums up how everyone's feeling i think at the moment time's taking on very strange qualities still like you say from a lovely photograph on the front cover of the album unhalf bricking and uh, this is uh, performed by fairpoint convention led by sandy denny i think everyone considers it to be a sandy denny song really uh, a fairport convention very much her backing band on this i think as much as i love fairport and sandy denny is a singer i've said this for many many years there are and i think i've even said this on this podcast as well when you talk about those pop programs um and and you see those pop factor type things you and you see singers over singing absolutely everything, young singers, because they think it's what is wanted. Sandy Denny, I think, is the lesson of why sing 10 or 11 notes when really you just need one or two. She sings straight down the line and it affects me every time. I think she's absolutely superb. I think that's how you sing, in my opinion. So uh, this is Sandy Denny leading Fairport Convention through Who Knows Where the Time Goes. Across the evening sky. All the birds are leaving But how 
heritage shore Your fickle friends are leaving But then you know It's time for them to go You've been listening to a Parish Council production. <laughs>